Happy Brews Day Tuesday, everybody. My name is Caroline King, and you're listening to Bitch Beer. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. Happy Thanksgiving week. I hope everybody's gearing up for a really great Thanksgiving. I know I am. I'm going to the Saints game. Yeah. Um, Anyways, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, Today, we have a really great episode in store for you. Uh, I get to sit down with Alicia from Orpheus Brewing, one of my favorite spots in town. Can't believe I haven't been there yet. I mean, I go there all the time, but I haven't had them on the podcast yet. Talk about some really great things going on there and some great beers. And then I have another very special bonus interview today with a former beer nerd and current filmmaker, my really great friend, Kyle Porter. So very excited to have that here for you today. So I hope you all enjoy. So I am sitting here in Orpheus Brewing at the Tasting Room, and I am so excited to be here. I'm here with Alicia. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good. If you could just introduce yourself and tell everybody what you do here at Orpheus. So my name is Alicia Fortino. I'm the marketing coordinator here at Orpheus Brewing. So I manage all of our social media and website and do all of our photography and all that. Awesome. And okay, so your photography is really good, right? Because you've done a ton of photography for me too, because you'll just come to events with me. I'm like, Alicia, do you want (laughs) to come and take some pictures of me? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. I love doing event photography. It's really fun. We do a lot of fun events at the brewery, so it's always cool coming out to those and seeing what everybody's up to. That's awesome. Yeah, if anybody needs a photographer, I've got her Instagram on my page all over. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out. Um, And then, okay, so y'all just had Shakespeare on draft last night. How was that? Yeah, it was crazy. Um, There was probably over 400 people in our parking lot in the middle of November on a Monday night that just came out to watch Shakespeare. That is pretty amazing. Yeah. So for anybody that doesn't really know exactly what that is, what, it, what do they do with Shakespeare on Draft? So Shakespeare on Draft is a pretty unique company. There's a lot of Shakespeare troops that you know put on different plays and theaters and all this stuff, but Shakespeare on Draft's whole thing is that they are delightfully under-rehearsed. So <laughs> <laughs> basically what that means is they have like two script read-throughs where they sit everyone down and they'll actually do a read-through of the script. They have like one run-through of the fight scenes like separately and then they have one rehearsal. (laughs) Just one the night before the play and that's it. And if anyone is to forget a line during their play, the funnest part is that if you call for a line, the whole audience kind of stops, cheers, pauses, and drinks together and it becomes like a drinking game for the audience. So it's really (laughs) fun. Uh, it's so much fun. I've been to several of them, and they are so much fun. I just can't believe how big they've gotten, and I'm, I'm so happy they found a home here, too. Yes. they. Um, 
almost outgrew their original home because the audiences continued to get larger and larger with each show that they did. I think our biggest to date was um, over 500 people. Wow. And last night there was probably over 400 here filling up our entire parking lot. Oh my gosh, that is absolutely amazing. Yeah. That is so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's very little props, very little costume. They always bring in a modern twist to it. They have a live band this year, which is really fun. That is awesome. Yeah, so they're playing some like modern music, still using the same like old Shakespearean language as it was written. Um, it's really, really unique. That is awesome. Oh, I just love that. I think it's so cool. And I feel like you guys are so supportive of the arts and you guys, you guys always have something like super cool and artsy and fun going on here, especially like your can art and like just everything. I just, yeah, I definitely feel like you guys are very artsy. Yeah. When we originally opened, I mean, our brewmaster and now CEO, Jason Pellet was he was a trumpist before this. He was a professional oh, wow. trumpeter. Oh, that's he, so cool. Yeah, um, and so he's always been very involved in the arts, and when he opened a brewery, he wanted to find a way to somehow keep something about that brewery local. Um, he was having a hard time, you know, obviously finding hops and grain and all that stuff in Georgia. It's not necessarily the home place for those things, so he wanted to find at least artists in Atlanta that were local that could decorate our cans. So every one of our cans is done by different Atlanta artists. Some of them have moved on to other places. They, uh, they started here. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and we are drinking. Okay, so one thing y'all have been freaking killing lately. Um, well, always any stout I've had here has been amazing. But your y'all stout game is fire. I mean, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely something uh, Jason has worked really hard on this year. Is putting out as many stouts as possible. We. Um, are having uh, what we are lovingly referring to as a breakfast stout because mm -hmm. it's morning time. <laughs> and this is the, the Ferryman? The Ferryman Reserve. Ooh. Yeah. What's the, okay, so there's cocoa. Coffee, chili, vanilla, and hazelnut. Oh, my God. And yeah. it's like 11.8%? I believe so, yeah that's, almost, yeah, that's right. Oh, my gosh, this is delicious. It doesn't drink like it. It's nice and boozy, but you can still... Still drink quite a bit of this one. It'll sneak up on you. This is yeah. This is a hundred percent like very easy to drink, <laughs> and it's it's so good. I'm gonna have another sip. Uh, <laughs> and then, um, so what other beers are y'all known for here? So other than our stouts, I would say that we are especially known for our sours. Mm -hmm. We had the uh, first canned sour beer in Georgia, Atalanta, which is our flagship beer. Wow. And that is our tart plum saison. Uh, we get all of our plum juice fresh from Arden's Gardens right down the street, which is really nice. That is awesome. They're wonderful. Um, but Jason really wanted to expand on that souring program. Um, so we've done a lot with spontaneous fermentation. We've started doing cool ships. We've started a pretty solid method traditional program. We'll be releasing two brand new method traditional beers um, later this year. So we've really honed in on the souring process. Um, we've developed our own house culture that we use to sour most Ooh. of our canned beers. Yeah, that are not the spontaneous. Um, other than that, I would say our barrels are our biggest thing. Barrel-aged beer is really big for us, whether it be a stout or just a barley wine or an Adam beer or a sour. Barrels are a big component of this brewery. 
That's awesome. And uh, what sort of, what kind of barrels do y'all like to use when you barrel age? So the majority of our barrels are either uh, whiskey rye barrels or uh, we have a lot of like neutral wine barrels that we use. Every now and again, we'll get a nice Saunternus cask in or we'll get a fun, uh, we just got some barrels in from ASW that actually housed some of the very first whiskey that they ever made. That is so cool. Yeah, so we're working with those barrels now, getting a beer in there. Um, Oh, that's awesome. And ASW is American Spirit Works, correct? Yes. Okay, cool. And they're based in Atlanta. Um, they're because they have a location uh, at Lee and White now. And but are they originally? The original's right down the road from here, actually. Oh, okay, I thought it was like super close. Yeah. Okay, it's cool. Probably like five, ten minutes away. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. It's it just seems like there's just so much as much local flavor that you can add. You have done it. We have tried to reach out to yeah everybody locally that we can include. Um, we try and source some of our produce locally. And <laughs> We're at the brewery. We get nice <laughs> background be, noise. There will be random noises. That's our lovely centrifuge going off right now. That's actually really cool, the centrifuge. Yeah. Okay, there we go. No big deal. <laughs> That's what that nice sound no, is. No need to be alarmed. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a while, actually, when I first started working here, when I would hear random loud noises go off in the back, I would just kind of like look and see if anyone was running. I'm like, <laughs> all right, no one's running. We're safe, I guess. <laughs> There's no smoke. I think we're good. I think it's okay. <laughs> yeah, no, but we, we've tried to source as many ingredients as possible from Georgia. Um, it does get tricky, though, oftentimes. We source ingredients from all over the world, honestly, mm -hmm. for a lot of our beers. We are releasing two new cinnamon stouts <gasps> on Friday. Yum! And those cinnamon, the cinnamon from those is actually coming from Indonesia and Ooh. Sri Lanka. Damn. So, yeah, far, far away. Fuck, that's awesome. <laughs> but being mm -hmm. aged in barrels that are local to the United States. so That's pretty cool. I feel like... Um, even though stuff is, isn't always 100% local, just because it's from somewhere else, if, I feel like you still put so much energy and care into where you're getting it and where it's from and making sure it's like a top quality product that you get in if Absolutely. it's not local. We trial all of our ingredients. So we'll trial stuff from, you know, sometimes 7, 10, 15 different sources to get the right taste and to get the right flavor. And sometimes... For example, with these two cinnamon stouts, we find two things that we really like and end up doing both because the flavor is so different that it's exceptional to be able to try them both side by side and kind of like pick out those nuances. That's really cool. And I feel like that's something that you guys do a lot of where it's um, you pay so much attention to those flavor profiles. And I feel like um, I feel like y'all's customer is very nuanced to that as well. Like you get a lot of people in here who are very like, oh yes, this is very different and yes. this is why. Yes, and we get a lot of people that also have questions too and we're really happy to always talk to people and educate people because sometimes people come and look at our menu and are like, oh God, what do I do? Like what did <laughs> I just get myself into? And they see these, you know, beer names that are, you know, 10 words long and the descriptions talk about all this barrel aging and spontaneous fermentation and it's just like, what does that all mean for me and the <laughs> flavor of this beer? So we're always also happy to talk to everybody um, about what exactly is all going into that beer. That's awesome. And I mean, so y'all, y'all's tap room, it's, it's such an amazing space and it's, it's one of those places where it can fill up real quick. Oh, Oops, yeah. sorry, I just kicked you. Uh, very rude. <laughs> rude. <laughs> I'm not invited back. <laughs> Let me bring Stout with me. <laughs> um, but uh, I feel at every single time I've been here and the tap room's been just like crazy busy, your tap room staff 
just it just doesn't face them. They're like, nope. Whatever questions you have, they'll like sit there and act like there's nobody in here. If you have any questions, because I I always have a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because we want we want everybody to be knowledgeable about this, and we want people to be able to walk away knowing more than when they walked in. You know, like when I started working here, I didn't know about spontaneous beer. I didn't know about like the wonders of aging beer in barrels, and it's been really cool to learn about all that. And I do think a lot of our guests that come in really do care about that education and really do come in here for that knowledge and are happy to receive that and are okay with waiting a little extra sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> um, so how long have you been here? I started a little over two years ago. Wow, yeah, that's awesome. I came in right after the fabulous law change that happened in Georgia. That was so great. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that was wonderful. So I came in right when we first started being able to sell our beer directly to consumers. Wow across Georgia, which is awesome. So how has um, what you started doing at Orpheus changed to now? So yeah, when I started, I actually came on as one of our bartenders, um, which was ultimately the best way to start because I really learned about all the beer really intensely. I also got to have a couple training days in the back, brew a couple beers. Oh, that's so cool. Which was like my favorite part. It made me almost be like, wait, I don't want to work in social media. I'd rather be back there (laughs) making the beer. This is fun. But I started doing that and then I started kind of keeping up with our Instagram, taking some pictures and kind of just keeping uh, an eye on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that. And Jason, actually, our brewmaster, was at the time doing all of that himself still on top of making all of our recipes, on top of everything else that he does. Um, So I was able to take the reins from him, (laughs) take over our social media, um, full-on, started doing full-on photography for us so we could get some really good beer images out there to people. Um, We started doing some paid advertising on Facebook, and we actually just got a brand new website this year at the beginning of the year. That is so cool. Yeah, we worked with um, designers from Market Wake. They're wonderful. Uh, They helped redesign our whole webpage for us, and we got an online store this year, so now anybody can get our merch. That is so cool. Oh, that's awesome. And, I mean, I think a lot of people... Um, when they're when they have like a new business or a new product or anything, they kind of um, like. I feel like the content is just so important. And then um, has y'all how has y'all's engagement changed since you kind of took over the content that's out there? So I feel like a lot more people are asking questions and are tagging their friends and are getting really excited about the content that we're putting out because it's a lo- it's very focused on the beer. It's very focused on the process behind the beer, the ingredients that go into that beer. And before it was just like on a whim, like, all right, we're releasing this beer today. Would somebody take a picture quick with your cell phone? Let's post it. We have to tell people. <laughs> it was this hectic thing. It's just like, okay, we have to get this information out fast. And now that I have this position and then I've taken this over, we have a little more time to sit down and plan things out and let people know this information in a more timely manner so they can plan, you know, Mm -hmm. they can plan around our releases a little bit more and have a little bit more than like a day or two to figure out that we're coming out (laughs) with a beer. That's always nice. Yeah, I mean, y'all's pictures are amazing. It's uh, it's so nice. And uh, yeah, I definitely, um, yeah, anytime I see anything of y'all's on Instagram, I'm like doing all the hard eye emojis. I'm like, (laughs) I 
I need this in my tummy. And I love tummy. talking to people on Instagram because it's so funny, especially seeing like the different times of day that people get really engaged with our beer. Because sometimes Ooh. like people are like me that get up at 7 a.m. and just get immediately on Instagram and are like, <laughs> all right, what's new with the world today? And then yeah. there are also these night owls that like I'll post stuff at like 9 p.m. at night and then I get all these people starting all these conversations on Twitter about beer. That's pretty cool. Because I feel like craft beer has kind of a small space on Twitter, Mm -hmm. and I want that to change. Yeah. (laughs) I want that to be different. I know. I think we should be talking, like, way more about craft beer than the other things we talk about online. Yeah. It's a a happy place. It's a happy thing to talk about. It's a fun conversation to have. Uh, Yeah. Maybe, like, for every negative thing that's posted on Twitter, y'all should go on and post, like, a new beer. Yeah. Or just be like, hey, guys, let's have a beer. Put our, let's put our troubles aside for a second. Let's just sit down and have a beer. Yeah, let's maybe like we'll start a hashtag. Hashtag have a beer. And yeah. when people start mouthing off on, on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, we can just yeah post that. Just have a beer. All right, <laughs> TM. We started that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking credit. <laughs> um, another super amazing event that I wanted to touch on um, that you just had a few weeks ago at Atlanta. Yes. That was. Oh, sorry, I just, like, swallowed my spit weird. (laughs) (laughs) So attractive. (laughs) Um, But, no, that was so amazing. I was so honored that, first off, that you guys asked me to host it. It was all of the nominees were incredible. I had no idea that these, like, amazing human beings existed in Atlanta. I mean, I knew there were great people, but I was like, God damn, like, I've got to step up my game on being a good person. So um, how did the idea for Adelina start, and uh, what exactly is it all about? So that was kind of the point of this. Um, I wanted to find a way to really educate people about the original idea behind our flagship beer, Atalanta, mm-hmm. and the original idea behind like who she was and how that's influenced really our company and you know everything we believe in. But she was this, Atalanta is a Greek heroine. She was born um, to a mother and father that were the king and queen, but her father only wanted a son. So he banished her from the kingdom, and it was said that she was raised by bears, potentially. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's why we have a bear on our can, (laughs) if anyone was wondering. (laughs) Um, And so she was then taken by hunters who taught her how to hunt and fend for herself, and she became really this wonderfully successful woman despite everything that she had faced, you know, in the beginning of her life. Um, She's known to just be very bold and courageous and just go after whatever she is passionate about. And we kind of, we kind of felt like the same about that at the brewery. So I wanted to find a way to tell that story with a modern day woman. And so I kind of felt like there's a lot of women in the city that probably don't get the recognition that they deserve for what they're doing out there because they are out there killing it Um, and nobody really notices and it's not that they were seeking attention and it's not that you Mm -hmm. know they were looking for it but we wanted to really highlight those people so we started Atalanta's Atalantan this is the first year that is so cool we had over 200 submissions in the matter wow. of like a month or two. And then they had to be nominated by someone else, they correct? They had to be nominated by someone else. Wow. We had somebody nominate themselves, which respect to that girl. Yeah. Well, hey, I, you know what? Get Respect <laughs> deserved, ma'am. Yeah. You take it. Yeah. Um, but it was incredibly hard to like nominate or to narrow down all of the nominations to just like a, t- a few people to vote between because 
everyone that was getting submitted had these incredible stories. They were being told by these people that loved and cared about them so much. Mm -hmm. And it was, I, I, I definitely teared up a couple times reading some of these. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> just like, all right. Um, but we, uh, we finally got down to our, you know, top 25 and top 10 and top three and finally our winner. Um, and this year's winner was a woman by the name of Kitty Murray. She's so kick-ass. She is wonderful. She is the CEO of Refugee Coffee, mm -hmm. and their whole mission was basically, she lives in Clarkston, Georgia. It's out of Clarkston, Georgia. Um, they are known to be one of the most diverse towns in the United States um, wow. based on nationalities, and they had a huge refugee community. Mm -hmm. One of Kitty's friends happened to be someone that was a refugee that had been living here for a long time, and she was they were sitting at a coffee shop somewhere else in Atlanta and she was like, Man, I really wish we had something like this in Clarkston for you know, for refugees, for people to come and feel like comfortable. And she yeah. was like Kitty was like, Oh, I can I can make that happen. And so <laughs> <laughs> And so she decided to open up this coffee shop and they, they hire refugees, they train them, they um help them kind of adapt and adjust to life in a new country in a totally strange world. Wow. And yeah, she's uh growing that business, expanding that business. They're uh working on getting, I think, their like third or fourth coffee truck right now. That is so amazing. Yeah, so they can keep hiring more people. Oh, my gosh. That so, is awesome. Yeah. So this was a for that purpose. I really just felt like there was a ton of women doing wonderful things in this city, and I really wanted to find a way to tie those people in and be like, all right, you are a badass lady. You are killing it. You are at the top of your field. You are master of your craft. Mm -hmm. You are crushing the game right now. And yeah. you deserve some recognition. So I feel like women, especially, we just kind of like truck through. We mm -hmm. are just like, oh, we just got to get the job done. And we're just doing this. And we just get everything done. And we don't even think about taking a moment to, you know, just kind of pat ourselves on the back. Or, you know, other women around us. We're just like, oh, yeah, she's a boss ass bitch. She gets shit done. But then it's like, take a moment and be like, hey, you're fucking killing it, dude. Like, you're doing a great job. And, you know, I feel like this... Uh, having an event like this in Atlanta to focus on women is just so valuable and I was I was so honored to be a part of it and I can't I can't wait for next year it's gonna be yeah, amazing I'm so excited for next year I really want to grow the event even bigger it was so fun having all of the nominees and their nominators come in just share a few beers together get to know each other um, read each other's stories and be able to just like share like that thankfulness <laughs> yeah. with a room full of people because they all were very deserving. Next year, um, we're hoping to make the event even bigger. We're going to start taking submissions for the 2020 Atlanta's Atlanta earlier in the year, probably sometime in March. We'll see. Cool. Um, but yeah, that'll that'll run until August or so probably, and we'll do another event here in the tasting room. That'll be awesome. Yeah. Hopefully, we can get Keisha Lance Bottoms in here. And I would love to get Keisha Lance Bottoms. She's wonderful. She's Stacey Abrams. Ooh, out there? oh my gosh. We <laughs> just won't. We'll have to ask Keisha not to bring any mac and cheese though. <laughs> I love you, ma'am, but please, please stop making dry mac and cheese. <laughs> We've got caters. It's okay. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but no, congratulations to you for putting that event together. Oh, thank you. That was incredible. I feel like, I, well, I was talking to you about it, and you're like, oh, yeah, I just did this thing. I'm like, girl, this is amazing. Thank you for doing something like this. Thank you for thinking of this, and thank you for recognizing women in the city. That's yeah, really huge and amazing. Absolutely. It's, yeah, it's very important and to me, and I think it's very important to Orpheus to recognize anybody that is standing out and really like giving back to our community and improving our community and working their hardest to for sure do better for Atlanta yeah and I, I mean again I 
I'm pretty sure Orpheus was my first craft beer brewery that I went to. Nice. I almost said attended. Like, what a weirdo. Uh, that I came to, like, in Atlanta. It was before the law change. Mm-hmm. And I just remember being in here, and it was like, I don't know, I think it was like a Thursday or something. And it was just so crowded, and people had their dogs in here. I was like, this is amazing. Like, we want this to be a space for everyone. That's always been the intention of Orpheus. Like, yeah. we want it to be for everyone. We never want anyone to feel like they couldn't come here for some reason we don't want anyone to feel unwelcomed or that this place was intimidating or you know we've been called fancy before and we've been called sophisticated and maybe maybe we are but like we don't really play to that yeah (laughs) I've never felt uncomfortable here for everyone (laughs) (laughs) yeah I've always felt comfortable even before I was in the like involved in beer like to the degree that I am I always felt comfortable in here and yeah, fancy. I mean, your beer's fancy, and you've got some fancy ingredients, but, like, as we far do. as, like, but, I mean, you know, it's... But we're a chill group of people yeah, here. Yeah, it's super, super <laughs> chill. We're a chill group of people. We just, we're right on Piedmont Park. We just, mm-hmm. we like for people to bring their dogs in. We want to hang out. We want to talk to you guys about beer. That's really it. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, what else do y'all have coming up in the near future? So, as I mentioned, um, we have, actually, tomorrow, I haven't even told you about this yet, mm-hmm. So tomorrow we're doing Free Transmigration of Souls Day. <gasps> what? Yep. Okay. <laughs> this is on my everything. calendar now. Stop tomorrow everything. Tomorrow's Tuesday. Okay. Oh, wait. Fruit? Yep. I'm sorry. Wait. Tomorrow's Tuesday. Guys, wait. Today's Tuesday. Hold on. Wait. Today is Tuesday. Tomorrow's Today Wednesday. Today is Tuesday. Tomorrow's Wednesday. All right. We're I'm <laughs> so sorry. I don't know what day it is. <laughs> so I just lie to everybody? <laughs> it is. Wow. I am so special today. <laughs> Yeah, no, so day before Thanksgiving, we were like, this is a day that, like, everybody probably has family in town. They might be a little stir-crazy. They might <laughs> want to get out and go do something. <laughs> so we're like, let's let's give everyone free beer. Yeah. Um, so we just recently, earlier in the year, made some changes to Transmigration of Souls. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been kind of tinkering with this beer for the past four years, and I think... Jason is finally done tinkering. And so we're bringing it back to the original process, the original brewing process, um, the original yeast. Wow. It's still going to be the 8% ABB because we think that really helps highlight the flavors of the hops. For that sure. We get and the aromas um, that we get from the actual beer. But with this new yeast change, um, going back to this new process, or going back to the old process, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we're really starting to taste those same flavors that we were getting from like fresh 2014 batches of transmigration souls yeah and so we're really excited to have those flavors back because that was kind of where this beer always was intended to be that's awesome yeah and so tomorrow we wanted to let everybody come in and try that because we know people are going to be skeptical They're like oh gosh you're changing it what's it going to be like so we want people to try it we want to come in that's awesome Pint, your first pint of transmigration is on us tomorrow. That's awesome. If you're having a stressful day, if you're out holiday shopping, if you need a break from cooking, come and in. Family. Have a beer. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. So what flavor profile is transmigration for anybody else so that hasn't had it yet? For us, um, it's very unique. It's not quite, it's not like the New, New England style. It's not mm-hmm. quite the West Coast style. It kind of falls somewhere in between those two. We get a lot of really fresh, juicy notes from tropical flavors from the hops and stuff like that. A lot of oh, like wow. orange and pineapple, um, citrus flavors are really strong. And then there's also this like malty sweetness from the grain that you get that's really nice. Nice. It's really, really nice. Sometimes it's a little drier. Sometimes it's a little sweeter. But, you know, it's it's a really nice flavor of those together that are balanced in the beer, I think. That's really cool. 
That's awesome. I'm super. Well, I'll, I will be here bright and early. How? What? What time do y'all open? Because I know you're not opening. Three p.m. Opening early tomorrow. Okay. Three p.m. Three p.m. I'll be here tomorrow at three p.m. For three p.m. That's awesome. And then you've got the um, the two different cinnamon stouts coming out on, on Friday. Friday. Yeah, Black awesome. Friday. We've never done a Black Friday release before. This will be our first one. Wow. And a stout release is very a appropriate. Stout release. Yeah, because we were like, you know. Everybody's got their big releases on Black Friday. We mm-hmm. don't need to throw another one in the mix. But this just seems like a very appropriate week to do it. They were ready. It's cinnamon. It's Thanksgiving time. Yeah. It's holiday time. It's a perfect time to drink warm, delicious stouts. So mm. those are both aged uh, eight months in Ooh. some rye whiskey barrels. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. They spent, um, I believe, 15 hours boiling. Don't quote me on that. It could have been longer. Damn. We like to do the long boils I like <laughs> for that. the stouts. Yeah. And then it was uh, dosed with two different types of cinnamon. So. Yum. Yeah. Oh, that'll be delicious. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me out here. It's been such a pleasure. You're welcome. Um, are there any other events or anything coming up that you'd like to plug or anything for you? Let's see. We do have uh, Spelling Bee coming up. What? Yeah. So we got in connection with this bee rescue group that <laughs> is in Atlanta and we're like let's do a spelling bee for the bees so that's what uh, <laughs> yep yep that's amazing <laughs> I know this is a little random guys but we're doing a spelling bee a, an adult spelling bee oh I'm gonna lose so bad <laughs> there will be hard beer words there will be <laughs> words that you've probably never heard of before but we have faith that there's some there's talented people out there that know what's up and that can, is so cool yeah so it's with uh it's in benefit of the metro atlanta beekeepers association that is so cool yeah, so all the ticket sales and stuff will be going towards them and the winner will actually get a hundred dollar cash prize oh snap yeah, okay so it's worth it if you want to come in Pay five bucks to enter. Yeah. Grab a few beers. See how good at spelling you are. It all helps the bees. <laughs> and that you is can walk amazing. hundred dollars. Yeah. That's awesome. So okay, how do you? So you you enter when you come in, or do you enter ahead of time? You can enter when you come in. Okay. And then what day is the spelling bee? So it is on. I'm looking at my calendar to make Oops. sure I don't tell you the wrong date. December fifth. December fifth. Yes. All right. Thursday. Thursday, December fifth. Yep. Spelling bee. Six to nine. This is amazing. Uh, I'm a really terrible speller, but I'll still enter for the bees. Yeah, it's worth it. It's worth mm-hmm. it to save the bees. We want to do something. We actually just got some, uh, you know, since we're on the park, there's a lot of uh, n- little nature habitats that have popped up in the That's past. so cool. And there's a little bee habitat that popped up on the other side of the park away from us. That so is we're so like, nice. Hey, let's do something with them. Let's, let's see if we can organize something with that. So we're really happy about that. Um, that's one of our last events of the year. We also have one more Shakespeare event coming up. It is mm-hmm. not a play. It is Ooh. their celebration. It's called Shakespeare Celebrates the Season. Ooh. And that will be happening on December 9th. December 9th. Okay, yes. cool. So they will be acting out a few favorite skits and scenes from some of the plays throughout the year. They'll be doing an auction um, of some of their wonderfully homemade props and items <laughs> from the play <laughs> and uh they'll also be announcing our uh the lineup for next year as well that's awesome yeah. that's really cool so that's monday december 9th shakespeare yes. celebrates the season another monday night if we got nothing going on oh my goodness yeah. y'all have so much coming up awesome well thank you again so much for having me out here thank you for yeah. giving me beer so early in the morning um and yeah i'm super excited this is this has been really fun. Thanks for having us on. Of course. <laughs> awesome.
this is an extra bonus. Um, we are on the phone right now with New York City, my really good friend, Kyle Porter. Um, he got me interested into the beer scene, and we've been friends for a really long time. And he is a perfect mix of my beer friends and my film and television friends. So, hi, Kyle Porter. How are you? I am doing great. How are you? Doing good. Thank you for coming on. Um, so... What's great, um, so you and I met, we actually met like just doing a bunch of auditions together, right? When we, when I first moved to Atlanta? Yeah, uh, I was there maybe three, four months before you, but we just kept running into each other at auditions and a lot of times we'd have to read together Yeah, and we were constantly like, this person's great. When are we finally going to act together? <laughs> I know. And then we were on the set of that like sci-fi show together. Um, yes, oh. we did get cast in a strange sci-fi web series. That was um, fun. It was fun. We finally got to, I finally got to knock off my bucket list, get a superhero costume. That was great. Uh, yeah, and then the show didn't continue, no. so I never got to, like, wear it or be seen. <laughs> no, that was really sad, but it was it was still, like, a really great time. And we got to meet, and then we did yeah. uh, Church Wives together, which is our... Like that's it's, I church wives was so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, church wives is uh, kind of your baby, and then uh, I came in as a as a great loving stepfather, <laughs> and uh, we nurtured it, and we brought it about. Um, that was such a great process, church wives. Um, I remember meeting with you after that. We were you told me a bit about the characters when we were sitting around. Uh, waiting to film that weird web series <laughs> and uh it was great and lovely i shouldn't keep calling it weird it was, it was uh, pretty weird <laughs> it was pretty weird but i remember you telling me about uh church wives and your ideas for these characters and i was like i have to be a part of this and you were like great that's what everyone says and i was like come over tomorrow uh I was like, if it's awkward, we'll go to a bar. We went to a bar and uh <laughs> we sat down and we pretty much got down at least an outline of how you wanted to tell the story. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I, we, after we got that outline out, I don't think we were able to stop. We just sat down and started writing together. That yeah, was a lot we of just fun. started writing. And ever since we've been writing partners and it's been amazing. Oh yeah. Church wives. Yeah. There's no way like it would have happened without you and us without us meeting in this weird web Aww. series. So, um, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. And then now like we're, you live in big fancy New York City and just finished <laughs> an off-Broadway play. Oh my goodness! I did. Yeah, thank you. It was a nice long run. Uh, good three months off-Broadway play. A new comedy called The X's. Uh, we had great reviews. And we had great turnouts, and uh, yeah, that was that was a crazy experience. I didn't think that I'd move to New York and then within the first you know year and a half get cast in something that people try to get in for their whole lives. So. That's that was awesome. that was pretty spectacular. Yeah, oh, I know was, how lucky I am. <laughs> I mean, but it's it's just so great. It's awesome. I'm so happy for you. And then now, I I mean, because you originally you got me interested in beer because you worked at World of Beer in Atlanta. I did. I worked at World of Beer uh, in Florida, and they get a little flat a little flack every now and then because they call them like the Walmart of beer. <laughs> but I actually really like the their premise, at least in Florida, it takes a lot of local breweries. Uh, like say you get off a plane, you don't have time to visit every local brewery in, in Florida or in like South Florida, That's true. but you go to a world of beer and you get to try all of the local beers. They always had a, like a lot of tap handles. 
I think they're still around in Florida. They're not in New York anymore. And I think the the one in Georgia, I know the one in Atlanta closed. Um, but yeah, we would sit around. I'm a big beer fan. Always love craft beer. And they really, in the training of that, even if you're just bartending, they really take you through like the science behind all of the beer. So I feel like a vast knowledge. Um, just don't quiz me on it because I'm, I'm a braggart. <laughs> no, it was great because I just remember us always going to the bars and I've always liked and enjoyed beer. But no, you just like really made me interested in like the the, you know, what goes on behind the making of the beer and everything. So, yeah, yeah I mean, it really like, you know, we got started with our writing career. But I mean, uh yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and credit you for me being interested in beer and starting this podcast. So, <laughs> well, thanks. No problem. I'm pretty passionate about beer. I mean, I, I love it. It's great. <laughs> I hope that helps. <laughs> Bye. End of interview. No, I'm just <laughs> well, no, what I really wanted to talk to everybody about is, so you've got this incredible script that you just wrote for a short film. So please tell us about it. Okay, so it's called The Second Coming of Sekhmet. Um, I'm just going to start with the title because it is a short film. It's only 18 pages, and I kind of like the irony of a really long title for a very short film. <laughs> um, it's, uh, as far as short films go, it's actually a little bit on the longer end. It'll run about 15 to 20 minutes, and it is, like you said, it's, I know I wrote it, so I'm bragging a bit, but it's an amazing story. I'm quite proud of it. Uh, it's about Charlie, who is a shut-in he's a writer and he never leaves his apartment uh and he's suffering through a mental breakdown after his wife leaves him she just can't watch him rot away anymore and uh he does what i think most people do when you suffer a mental snap and he starts hearing the voice of this egyptian goddess sekhmet and his cat uh <laughs> his house cat and it starts telling him to kill his ex-wife um and we're going to shoot it here in Brooklyn in this tiny apartment that we have, because after moving from the South, coming to Brooklyn, there was, it was such a change. You have all this space in the South and then you get here and you're like, huh, I'm paying twice as much for an apartment for half the space. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I really wanted to make that a character in the film. So uh, even though there's parts where he's being interrogated by police and talking to like his court order psychiatrist and trying to find out, what happened in his mind um we're gonna shoot it cleverly all in one location um that way it just adds an extra element of he's agoraphobic we're we're trapped inside with him that's kind of the feel that we want to go for wow. uh found a great space for it so it'll we'll be able to cleverly like really well hide that until it's important um so it's it's gonna be pretty interesting it's it's a fun challenge and uh it really is a challenge for me to make, which is awesome because I feel like I do my best work when I'm under pressure. Yeah. Uh, and then it's also a challenge to the audience. It really challenges them to look at themselves, uh, to evaluate even when you're around people how lonely you actually are. And then it challenges them to just figure out what is real. Yeah. It's. I don't know if I can drop f bombs on here, Please, but it is a mind. Oh, good. It's a mind fuck. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't just leave you hanging. Uh, at the end, it really brings it all together. So I'm quite proud of the amount of good storytelling in a small amount of time. Uh, I found a really good uh, director of photography uh, who is really sees my vision um, the way that I want it done. So we got all the gears moving, and uh, 
right now we're doing our Kickstarter campaign to raise funds. Yay! I know we did a successful one for Churchwide. Yeah. Um, which was awesome. I can't give enough thanks. Caroline really held the wheel on that one. Yep. <laughs> People say Jesus take the wheel. I say Caroline take the wheel. Oh yeah. I trust in her. And I'm a bad driver, so. Uh. Yeah, but it's more fun. <laughs> uh, no, I'm so excited for you because, I mean, I read this script and it's incredible. I was, it is Thank a mind you. fuck and I was blown away <laughs> and I just wanted to share because, you know, that's part of the industry, like part of who I am and part of who my friends are. You know, I love my craft beer, but also like independent film is incredibly important to me. I have a huge passion for it. I run a bunch of film yeah. festivals now and I want to introduce you know people that listen to the podcast to um that part of my world and i'm really excited that you um can come on here and talk about it um so where can we find your kickstarter okay so the kickstarter you can find all of the information through my facebook kyle porter uh or my instagram at kyle cm porter Mm -hmm. uh the kickstarter will be under uh so it's kickstarter.com slash projects Mm-hmm. slash Sekhmet film slash the second coming of Sekhmet. Awesome. I'll, include, long. <laughs> I'll, I'll include a link in the show notes. Thank you. I did have to read that. There's no way I'm memorizing it, even though it's just my film name a few times. <laughs> <laughs> I did want to say thank you for bringing me on uh, to the podcast. I love podcasts. And I know that a lot of podcast listeners, even ones that listen to things like Bitch Beer, I know y'all are at home in your downtime, in your bathtubs, mm-hmm. listening to murder podcasts. Yeah. So get invested. Don't just listen. Watch the film. Become a part of the team now. Yeah. Also, I wanted to bring up, I really respect the way that you're doing. Uh, I went to the last few of your film festivals, which were amazing, mm-hmm. the ones that you've been running. And if your audience doesn't know, they are out of breweries. Yeah. So, Bring them the world together. Yeah. These breweries, the showings are amazing because then you're in a local brewery. A lot of filmmakers come from out of town to see these things. So, you know, you're building up both industries, really, which is really cool. So I just really appreciated that. Oh, thank you so much. That makes me feel so good. It's I just love it. You know, uh, we were at Atlanta Brewing yeah. Company at the first part of the year, and they are amazing. Oh, my gosh. They mm-hmm. were so kick-ass. Totally took great care of us. And then we kind of outgrew the space a little bit because it was unair conditioned and, you know, we did what we could, but then Wild Heaven um, opened up their new space and because I was originally going to go to a theater and then I mentioned it while I was at Wild Heaven visiting and they were like, oh, come look at our back room. I was like, oh, oh, that's so cool. And I love Wild Heaven. Yeah, and they've got, like, heating, air conditioning, and it looks really cool. But also, what's awesome about it is you can watch the films, and I have – it's about an hour block of films and then an hour break. And we do Q&As with all the filmmakers, and then we just spend a half hour after the Q&As just talking to each other and networking, which, you know, at other film festivals and other, you know, sort of events like that, you really can't do because you're in a theater. So it's kind of like people just kind of sit there – next to each other and don't talk so i will say that at your film festival uh the georgia shorts film festival the last one i went to mm-hmm. um even without air conditioning still so much fun but you're right there was bar tables there were things set up you can watch the films after the block i made a lot of like great networking opportunities i met a lot of really cool people i watched some really great moving films and then i got to turn around and say hey you were awesome in that or, hey, you did a great job writing and directing that. 
and then you get to see their faces light up. So it's cool. You know, maybe instead of spending twenty dollars to go to the movie theater next time, spend twenty bucks, go see a film festival. Yeah, go to spend twenty bucks and get two tickets to. I actually have Atlanta Comedy coming up, Atlanta Comedy Film Festival on December 8th, which is open on event right. So that'll be a really, really fun. fun one. But yeah, thank you so yeah. much. Oh my gosh, you're, you've been, you know, one of my friends for years. You and your wife, Christina, mm-hmm. are just like, you're part of my family, part of my circle. So it's, oh, uh, you're not. <laughs> I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm so happy for you. And thank you so much for coming on and talking about your project. I'm really excited for you. And um, yeah, if, you know, this is a great way for everybody to get involved on in independent film because a lot of times independent films are funded by credit cards and yeah. people go into debt just because they have passion for I was gonna say they're funded they're by a lot of personal debt. Personal debt, a lot of favors <laughs> called into parents and true. Yeah, and I, yeah. That's actually why I wanted to do the Kickstarter for this. I've made a, a slew of short films. I've made a lot of them, uh, including like pilot episodes and different things like that. Uh, but for this one, it's a it's a really good, passionate project, and I want to take it up to the next level for these film festivals. I really want to get my name out there. I want this to be the launching pad for my production company, Porterhouse Productions. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I really want to show people the way that we do it is right, and by that, I mean I want to pay my talent. They put in so much effort, and they have to literally take off days from work to come and help these things, and they would do it for free, um, and they're so talented, but even there's a few actors that I really want to get that you really got to pay for, but I just want to make sure that everybody is well fed and well taken care of and can afford their bills while they're working for me. I want them to focus on their work and not their lives falling apart because they're doing this passion project, you know? Yeah. (laughs) And I feel like a lot of people don't realize like that's, that's what goes into it when you make these short films, you know, you're just like, Oh, how great you make short films. They don't realize that we're actually like putting our own money, blood, sweat, tears, time, energy, everything in it just because we're passionate about it. You know? Yeah, exactly. It's a lot like home brewing in the aspect of you know, like, oh, yeah, I just it want is. like nine people to taste this. <laughs> yeah, and then but like eventually it's like two hundred fifty dollars yeah. for like a pint, like a couple of pints of beer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I could have gotten a six pack, but this is so much better. I did it. <laughs> it was very fun. Oh man! Well, thank you so much for coming on. And well, thank you. Yeah, of course. Um, link in the show notes, everybody, and um. I will have a link on my Instagram page as well. Aw, thank you. I'm just going to plug it one more time. Thank you, everyone. Please donate. Please like and share. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. I hate being a social media whore, but I love this job, so I'm going to do it for you guys. <laughs> um, thank you for your time and listening, and thanks for, you know, Caroline. She's freaking awesome and a great friend, but thank you for having me on your show. I know it's a bit out of the norm, but I really appreciate it. And now I'm going to go drink my favorite New York, uh, my local brewery, Coney Island. If you guys get a chance, try Coney Island. Very, can I pitch like that? Yeah, of course. I just, I just like them. Yeah. So if you guys get a chance, my favorite from up north, having lived in the south, Coney Island Merman uh, IPA. Oh, hell yeah. That sounds amazing. It's a merman. <laughs> we just had, um, so we had a Brooklyn brewery on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, Gay Beer. They're from Brooklyn. With the oh, really? Yeah, I just had them on, the two owners. They're awesome. So um, if you, if, oh, yeah. can you send pictures? Like next time you see it, just send me a picture of you holding it. Okay, I'll, I'll, hold the, I'll hold that and I'll hold the gay beer for you. Yes. Awesome. I love it. That sounds delicious. Yum.
Thank you all so much for listening. Go ahead and visit Orpheus. They are just in Midtown, right by Piedmont Park. It's a really great location. They always have awesome beers on tap. And as you can tell, they always have something going on. It's a great time and a great spot to go to for sure. And thank you again to Kyle Porter for coming on and telling us about his short film. Very excited to see it. Um, The script is amazing. It's absolutely crazy. So his Kickstarter, the link to that can be found in my show notes. And please, if there's anything that you're able to give, um, please do so. Short filmmakers, like we said, it usually comes out of our own pockets and it's just from the passion and love in our hearts that we have for making this art form. So being able to give back to him is something really cool and it's going to be an amazing film. So I'm really excited for him to make that and excited to see this go from an idea to a script to now being made into a film. So being able to be part of that is a really meaningful experience for you all as well. Um, and speaking of that with short films, um, I have the Atlanta Comedy Film Festival coming up on December 8th. It's a Sunday, and we are going to be at Wild Heaven West End, right on Lee and White by the Monday Night Garage. So definitely come down and check it out. Uh, tickets are available for $10 on Eventbrite. It's a great time. It's going from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. We're screening films from all over the world, so it's we have some great local Atlanta films and, you know, films from L.A. Uh, we have a couple of films from Australia, one from India. It's going to be an amazing time and filled with some pretty awesome comedy films. So anytime that you can come, come on by. And thank you, as always, to Sweet Crude for our title song. And thank you to you all for listening. I always thank you guys because I really mean it. It means a lot to me. I'm really appreciative to be able to keep doing this podcast and that you all want to keep listening and, um, you know, breweries want to keep having me on and giving me beer. So, uh, in the Thanksgiving spirit, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving and I will be back in two weeks. Cheers. la volée Oh, parlez-nous à boire Non pas du mariage Toujours en regrettant Nos jolis temps passés Si que tu te manies Avec un vilain fille T'es dans le grand danger Faudra tu fais ta vie avec Oh, parlez-nous à